1: She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do the rework.
0: If you want to clear a room of portrait photographers, just quit talking about lighting and gear and start talking about sales and you will be alone in a hot second. I think the reason for that is that when we think about selling, we think about strong-arming somebody into something that they don't want, tricking them into buying something. And those are the tactics of used car salesmen. Those are not how we want to sell as portrait photographers. And my guest today, Tim Walden, is the gold standard of selling with suggestions, selling as an expert, and guiding your clients into getting what they really need and what they really want and combining your talents with their vision and creating something amazing together. I can't wait. All right, we have Tim Walden back on the Rework podcast and I couldn't be happier and we're going to talk about our favorite topic that we love to talk about all the time, which is?
2: Sales, of course. hello. Of course. Yes, of course. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: So what's the latest in your Tim Walden world? What are your latest thoughts on that?
2: Well, it's always just trying to do more of what we've always done, but do it better. You know, I think the level of personal connection, the level of simplicity in our products and different things along those lines is absolutely critical. And I think, you know, we're sitting here in a room, they can't see it, but is our sales and selection room. And I think creating an environment where people feel I don't. Know, I just feel right at home. It's it's a place. It's it's warm. It's it's inviting. All of you've those just
0: recently redone that room. We've
2: just redone it. Yeah, we've we've switched from projection to a television. I know. Uh, you you know you you certainly understand how important that is. And Welcome. Help instigated that. Yeah, and uh, of course we still do a lot of suggestions in the sales process. I, okay, so I talk about that because if yeah. there,
0: there are going to be people listening to this that have never. They might've been living under a rocker in a cave and they haven't heard of Tim Walden before, or they might not know about selling with suggestions. So back up a little bit because I don't want to assume a level of knowledge in our listener. I want to go, and I feel like you and I are so principle-based in everything we do, that it is like photo church and you can hear it again and again and again. and, And it's different because you're different at different times. And I find that whenever something isn't working or I want to evolve my process, it's always good to go back the basics. So right. let's go back to the basics a little bit and tell me about your suggestions and how that works and, and kind of what you're evolving to maybe.
2: Well, I'll tell the story because I know it's it's older than dirt, but maybe you say maybe somebody hadn't heard it. Beverly and I bought a new home some 20 plus years ago. And we was in a very trafficked area, nice community area, and uh, everybody had beautiful landscaping and I was kind of sucked, you know, So, (laughs) so we hired a landscape architect and we said, okay, here's our budget, we had a budget, and here's how much money we have to spend. And of course, he came back with a suggestion, a proposal. And it was like three and a half, four times that amount of money. And I was like, that's crazy. That's just too much. Home. We're talking about bushes here, right? Yeah. Uh, bushes. I mean, come on, please. Just little green things. You just put them in the dirt. And then he, he did this one thing. I, I had no clue it was coming. He photographed our home. And then he brought a visual suggestion. It showed our home virtually landscaped. I don't know how the guy did it, but it was brilliant. And then it was so integrated. When I looked at it, the color on the left complemented and was balanced by the color on the right. You need something large in this area to fill in that void, but you needed smaller things to frame around mm. and on and on. But well, guess yeah. what we did, Allison? Uh, <laughs> we bought it and yeah, we figured it out. We didn't have the money because we were moving, but we figured out a way to come up with it. And you know what? I never regretted it. I never regretted it. And I will say to this day, some 20 plus years later, that was one of the greatest educations I ever received in the sales and selection process is he just painted a picture, but he showed it to me. So we started at that point doing the same thing for our clients, not only defining what we do, but then suggesting it in their homes, how it will serve their family, what needs to be with what. You've heard me talk about our establishing portraits, our abbreviations, those go together to form a complete story. One image might tell a story, but it doesn't have the dimension, the depth, the texture to it that these other images are going to add. So we, instead of just putting an image up and saying, oh, how do you like that one? I think that's a cute expression, you mm-hmm. know, or that's a pretty expression, which I think is a terrible, terrible way to sell something. We began to say, and I think this was at the heart of the success of it too, was with the relationship portraits. If this portrait's a chapter in your life, what's the bullprint? What's what's the bullprint? Then we would turn those words around and we would make a suggestion. And we said, do you remember the story you told me? Mm -hmm. I see that in this image. And this is part of your collection. We began to suggest what they should do with every one of our images, uh, how they should use them in their home and in their life. And you know what happened? People began to buy our suggestions. And one of the things, too, I think that we have today, we didn't have then, we did all projection but now we mm-hmm. have the, the benefit of context because we can actually show their portrait in their home yes. i know you do we do to yes. me it's it's the greatest thing since sliced bread it's to me it's and i know it's not a contest but it's greater than projection or seeing things yeah. larger it's seeing it's them the in their game home. changer yeah it is yeah. a game changer it changes it's no longer about what size is right it's about are you going to do this or not? You know, it's just a, yes. here it is. How can you pass on it? Right. Yep. So, and I started realizing not only do people want Bev and I to create their portraits, they wanted us to tell them how to use them, what, what role they should play in their home and in their life. And the more we began to do that, the better the success. So we started doing a suggestion. I sit down with everyone's images, I weed out the junk and then I weed out the good images and I get to the great images. I put together a complete suggestion. I show it to them in their home, not physically me in their home, but in their home virtually on their walls, in the frames that we're suggesting, how they should use those portraits. And you know what? If you ask me, uh, well, Tim, the suggestions work every single time. My answer is yes, without failure. Yep. And somebody will say, well, so they buy exactly what you say every time. Well, no, I didn't say that. I said a suggestion works every time. And the reason is I've learned that people begin where I take them. So they're like, oh, Tim, I love that. Gosh, that's so beautiful. Do you think that if we had to go down a size or we had to do that, would that be okay? Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, maybe sure, that'll be fine. You know, I'll I'll say it's fine. What size affects is impact. Doesn't affect quality, affects visual impact. What role do you want our art and your family to play when they walk in that room? That's what's going to be affected by that. That's why I recommend it in the size. Do you know how powerful those are? And it's not just hot air. This is truth. Absolutely. This is what I specialize in. This is what yeah. I know. And so I'm just taking that over and I'm saying, here's the possibilities. Here's your story. Here's the image that tells your story. Remember what you told me. And here's how you should use it. And you'll never regret that. And then you do the hardest thing you've ever done in your life you just shut, shut, out. Up and listen. <laughs> yeah, shut up and people will, they'll begin to say, oh gosh, that's, you know, I was thinking something smaller, but that's so beautiful. Or what are they that that's what I want. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, you'd be surprised how many people just say that I'll just take it as it is. But those who adjust it, their starting point is always where I took them. Sure. And it might be switching out an image or it might be adjusting a size up or down, but they never say, okay, well, thank you. Now let me see all the photos. That just no. doesn't happen. And so this is what a suggestion is. And it, uh, uh, if I had to say, what are the top three to five things that changed and turned our business around at a time of failure some 20 plus years ago, we were just on, on the verge of absolute failure. we made some very tough decisions. This was one of them. It would rank right up there in the top three or four or five I mean, uh, decisions. The, the
0: suggestions. Okay. Yes. Um, there's something I love. One of the things that I, I want to make sure that whoever's listening to this does not miss about what you just said. You described your editing process and you said, mm-hmm. I weed out the junk mm-hmm. and then I weed out the good <laughs> yes. and leave only the great. Because when you first said, and I weed out the good, I thought, Ooh, he made a mistake. And then I realized Tim Walder doesn't make mistakes like that. Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I wish. That you weed
0: out the good, and so you're you're left with only the great. Okay, so let me back you up even before the sales appointment, before the sales session. So your design, what are you calling it? Your design consultation, your vision. it? design appointment. Yeah. Design appointment. Okay, so your design appointment. So how are you nailing down? Are you doing your sale selling in that appointment?
2: Oh, it starts. It starts on the very first connection they have with you. Absolutely.
0: Okay, so kind of give me like a brief rundown of like what what do you expect to happen in that consultation appointment? What are your goals for that appointment?
2: To make the photography invisible, like I always say, and to make the people, the purpose, and the story rise to the top. Tell me about your family. Tell me about your son. Even if I'm doing a color portrait, which we don't do color and black and white together, I I do think a lot of people in the same session. In the same session. That's Right. right. We take a whole different direction for our vision is different. Our approach is totally different based on what we're going to do. I am I, am, I very much start with the end in mind. I think great artists are visionaries. They have vision. And I, my vision is not to do a million different things and say, oh, well, let's look at we could do this. I want to just take it right down. And then I want to perfect my art within that lane. Mm-hmm. So if it's a relationship portrait, it's a far more intimate level of, I hope that's a good word. I, I mean, it yeah, of course. Uh, an intimate level of design appointment, because i want to say, Allison, tell me about your family. What do you love about Ivan? Like, what, what is it you love about Ivan? Tell me about your kids. Are oh, you guys yeah. some photos of them? I want to see them.
0: Okay. Let's you know. do that. Can we do that? Can we kind <laughs> sure. of do that? Like, let's, let's yeah. just role play that. Cause I think it's helpful rather than to talk about it in the abstract. So we know each other a little bit, but we're not like a lot. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about Ivan. He is the best. He is the best, the kindest, nicest, furry, cute, nice. He's a little worried about his weight. Yeah. So whenever we get pictures, he's not going to be, he wants to look skinny as do we all. (laughs) But I, the thing that I love about him is his big eyeballs. I love his eyelashes and he is just, he's the soul of kindness. He's the best man I know. And I love him so much.
2: Absolutely. And, I mean, tell me about your relationship with him. Like, what are, what are the things that you guys love to do together? I mean, and when you interact, what are the things that make that relationship so special? Besides Ivan being so amazing, and yeah, I know yes. you are.
0: No, he yeah. he's, he holds that record. <laughs>
2: yeah. um,
0: I would say we are incredibly different people, but where we intersect is fun. So humor, he's hilarious. That's the why I married him because he made me laugh. And we love to watch like Downton Abbey together, any kind of costume drama and travel. But he is a journey lover and I am a destination girl. So we are very different in almost every single way, except we intersect on fun. We do like to have fun. And he just, he makes me laugh.
2: There we go. There, there's a story we're looking for right there. Not only do I want to know about Ivan and I want to know about you, but I want to know about the two of you together. Cause that's the story I want, I want to tell. So I'm going to, I'm going to be making notes about these mm-hmm. things so that when I see that, when I see that play out, I'll say, do you remember what you told me about you and Ivan that you, he just makes you laugh and see, this is, I think to me, this is where we get all tied up Is like, what do you like photos with a smile or without a smile? Yes, I like them both yeah. ways because it's what tells the story. I mean, I'm going to be looking for the very things that you described in your relationship to not just Ivan as a as a person, but how you guys interact with each other. I want to learn these things in that design appointment, and that's why I asked. Tell me about things you love to do together, and 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 how you you respond to each other. What are your favorite moments? that when you're together. And then I look for that to play out. I think one of the things that we get too concerned and and, and worried about is like, how do I tell a story literally?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
2: tell literal stories. Oh, that's I so good. I find the body language, the nuances, the subtleties. Yes. I find something in your smile that doesn't look like a camera smile, but it looks like you're loving Ivan, that you're just laughing, you know. Uh, or maybe
0: rolling my eyes at him. That might be actually the, yeah, tru- the truest portrait is me like elbowing him in the gut and rolling my <laughs> eyes at him. That's, that's actually, that's it right there.
2: And see, we need to write all this down and be aware. We need to listen first. I need to write it down. I put myself kind of remembering that before I go into that session. I read through my notes. And then I began to communicate. I think uh, our ability to communicate in a camera room is so so critical. I'm yes. communicating in a way to draw. And I think you're a master at that, Allison. I've seen you do it. I, there's nobody better at that than you are. It's just It's brilliant. But, but I do, it is, it really is. And I, but I think we all have to nurture those skills. Uh, A friend of ours, uh, Drake Lucey said once, and I know he's your friend as well. Drake said, uh, the trick to photographing people is to engage their mind. And I've never forgotten that. I never forgot that. And so my goal is always to engage your mind and I'm getting ammunition in this design appointment to engage your mind and then to see what you're telling me is when to push the button. You're telling me when to be strict with my posing and when to let it go for the greater cause of seeing that play out. Mm -hmm. And and this takes me to like every decision is a style decision. Every decision you make is a style decision. So when we go into relationship portraits, we chose loose fitting, dark, long sleeve clothing, no button downs, things like that, blue jeans. We didn't do that because we thought, oh, that would photograph really well. You know why we did that? It's because we knew that we were storytellers. I wanted to listen to Allison tell me about Ivan. And when I went in there, I didn't want to say, oh, gosh, that was so great. But Ivan, your tie is crooked and your coat's kind of up in the back. Let me fix that. I had to get rid of those things to be able to tell the stories you're telling me. And so what I did was everything bows its native style. If the style is about telling stories, it's about a level of spontaneity, then I have to make the clothing also bow its knees so that I don't lose that magic moment. So clothing is allowing me technically to execute those things, but your story is telling me when to push the button. And so every time I push the button in a relationship portrait, something you said or that client said is somewhere in my mind. And I think I see it. Yeah. I think I see it there. I think I see it there. And so i push in the button. And then when you come in, I'll say, Allison, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. I see exactly what you told me about you and Ivan. This image tells that story to me. And I've got it hanging in your home, unveiled it, in, you know, uh, virtually over your sofa. And it's like, yes, it does. There it is. I've never had anybody go, no, that's not really the story. Because you're paying attention and you're asking for these things. And now you're not selling photography. You're selling the result of the photography. The photography is simply the paper the words are written on. It's simply the vehicle the message is carried on. It's not about photography. There's too many photographers out there. And if if your business is about photography, you've got an uphill battle. Make your business about the people, the stories, the things the photography can help you accomplish. And when you do that, and then you do what we're talking about, in the design appointment, in the camera room, in the selection appointment, it's magic. And they don't say, oh, well, you're another photographer. So-and-so down the street charges this, or they have three for $5. I mean, it just all begins to go away as you nurture the things that are valuable.
0: Well, it's you become incomparable because, yes. and really everybody could do this. That's the thing that I love when I'm working with other photographers is that you don't want everybody to be a Tim Walden style photographer. or I don't want anybody to be an Allison Tyler Jones style photographer. We want them to be who they are because what you're describing is a specific individual client and what makes them special combined with what makes you special and your ability to see that and draw that out. And I think that you and I both are a good example of how we do the same thing, but in incredibly different ways. And Drake too, So we're all family and family portrait photographers. All you and I are studio and Drake does some location but very different. So you're, you've got the Southern talkie Southern gentleman. (laughs) like here's my Kentucky bourbon drawl. And, and you're, you're given that high end feel, but also the, just the hardcore love. I'm like a hamster on acid, crazy. It's music's (laughs) pumping. Everything's like, Whoa, you know, crazy. And then Drake is, Drake is like, has maybe one word person. You know, he, he's like, he does he's barely verbal but he's yeah. making something happen and whispering in a kid's ear and
2: yes, and, yes.
0: and all of it is it's unique. So you're, you could put a family image that you shot, I shot and Drake shot, and it would be very different. But the approach is similar in what you're describing that we're taking that specific client, what makes them unique and special combined mm-hmm. with what makes us unique and special and how we observe that and meld that together. And that's how we know I don't have competition. You don't have competition, Drake. Right? None of us have it. We're, we're right. a market of one.
2: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think every portrait to go along with what you say, one thing I always think about is every portrait I do to some degree or another is a self-portrait um, mm-hmm. b- because there's, it, and that's exactly what you're saying kind of in a nutshell is Every portrait is a self-portrait. What makes it uniquely a Walden portrait? There's a level of of that in that portrait that that, that makes it so unique. It's not a self-portrait, obviously, in the literal fashion, but in the creative and artistic fashion, it's very much a self-portrait. And um, that's what people are coming to you for. They want you. They want your translation, your way of telling their story, your way of celebrating the people that are important, your way of bringing value to their lives.
0: Yeah. And I see that. I I love to look at your images because I feel like I see, I do see you. I see Mm -hmm. what you love and what you appreciate about people and relationships. And so when I think when we look at, when you look at a photographer or any artist with a strong point of view, it becomes unmistakable and you can have that instantly recognizable thing. So like, I think you said on a previous podcast that you and I did together, you said that when you were going into print competition that people were saying, "Oh, this is a Walden image," and it kind of right. offended you at first, and then you thought, "Wait a minute, that's amazing." And so yeah. I love it when people say, "Oh, I saw so and so and I knew I immediately knew that it was yours, and when people started to first started to say that, I would say, like, "Well, how do you know? I mean, like other photographers <laughs> shoot on a white background or shoot right. on a gray background or right. whatever, but it's that combo, it's that combo. so looking for that in your own work. I think that is an exercise worth pursuing. It's worth looking and thinking like, okay, why did I pick this? And it's not even, so you're, it's multi-layered, right? It's the consultation, you're getting the information about the person, then you're having your own vision about it. But then it's also in that editing process when you're going in and what you are deciding, which is very subjective. Obviously you, you know what the junk is, their eyes are closed, they're turned away, whatever, but, when you're deciding between good and great, you and I might edit a session completely differently, what we thought was good or great. So that's as much a part of that selection, point of view process, that reduction or whatever. So I just love it. I think it's-
2: And they're paying you for your interpretation of that story though. So yeah, So when I look at it, it's like, yeah. So, you know, there might be other ways the story could be told, but this is the way I think is the most meaningful. This is the way I interpret it. And this is why they chose me to do it. So i look for those, uh, those little nuances and they are nuances. A lot of it's body language or, yes. or it could Gesture. be, yeah, it could be. And this is why when I'm teaching people when to push the button, I always say capture, adjust, refine, because I think sometimes, you know, you push the, when something magical happens, you push the button. Mm -hmm. If you can fix a problem and still not lose the magic, go ahead, adjust it. If you can get to the refinement stage, yeah, maybe that's the one that you put in a contest or something and it's got all of those pieces. But you never sacrifice the story and the depth and the dimension and the texture of that family to perfect the portrait. You know, and and yes. I you know, I'm always looking at that. It's like, am I compromising the story because I've done a better job with this positioning or this game right. Or this oh, whatever. for sure.
0: And, and I think that and that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean
2: that's critical to me. And and that's hard for me, Alison. I think I think it's harder for me than most because I was raised by a photographer who is a perfectionist, and everything was about being perfectly posed. I remember one time putting a a bridal portrait in a competition. It scored really high. It it won a lot of awards, like 97, 98, something like that. And I remember being so disappointed because one of the judges said, that portrait is an entire lesson on posing. And you know, that moment stuck with me. I'm like, is that what I want my life to be? Mm -hmm. You know, I want to learn posing because I want to flatter people. I want to learn posing so that I can fix a problem, but never at the expense. And this is hard to say because I have, we know so many people who are amazing at execution. But if I lose the heart because of that, have I really done my job? And so it's always, it's always a battle inside of me. It's always the, you know, the angel on one side and the devil on the other (laughs) talking into my ears. I
0: I have the opposite. i have the I have the opposite um devil angel because I always went back to one of the books that was formative for me was the a compilation of pulitzer prize winning photographs
2: mm-hmm. by
0: photojournalists through the years mm-hmm. you know how they have those and right. the one image that I'm thinking of there there are a couple but one in particular was the one that turned the tide of the public sentiment against the Vietnam War in the US. And that was the right. little girl yep. Yep. that had been napalmed that yep. was running out of the jungle. Yes. And that image is out of focus. She's out of focus. But that is a visceral. You yeah. cannot look at that image and not right. be affected by that. So nobody's looking at that going, oh, it's too bad that he didn't right. use a lens and it wasn't sharp and whatever. And so, you know, my motto is like shoot first discipline later and right. let the chips fall where they may. And I'm not going to be winning any print competitions with that but I am going to get that expression. So I I need to you and I need to work team together because <laughs> yes. I can help I can help you loosen and then you can help me tighten, you know. Right. So I think that right. it's you know where you fall, but I I agree right. with you. I think that speaking that meaning into those images and let, allowing I feel like as a mo- as a mother, especially a mother of a lot of kids we get so mired down in it. And you just you're it's just so day-to-day and unrelenting. Right. And that that this time with us as portrait photographers allows them to get that big view and be able to pull back and think, you know, I am really glad I did this. I do love these children and I'm not gonna smother them <laughs> in their sleep tonight. I'm gonna let them live another day.
2: <laughs> That's right.
0: And then you see how your husband looks at you or how your kids look at you. And it just is such a huge payoff. And when we reduce it down to I just got to do another session today or, you know, it's, it's not special to us because we're doing it all the time, but how can we just maintain the special? How can we keep it magical?
2: It it becomes more special though, when you do learn people's stories and you connect on an intimate level, I think, because you're not, you're not looking at somebody analyzing strictly their face, strictly the. The, the body pose and all that you're looking at them saying, and she loves her husband this her favorite thing is this uh, what she loves about this man or what he loves about this woman, and when they're together, these are the things that are magical. so I don't look at you anymore as as someone that maybe I have to learn a posing structure, and so how do I look at her, the shape of her face and you know all this, and then execute a pose but i'm I'm not on the other side of the coin either. I mean I do think too that if you do posing correctly, if you learn it correctly. The job with posing is not to be a pose, but it's to flatter. I mean, ultimately, to me, posing is about flattery. It's about slimming someone down. It's about a hand position where it doesn't look distorted. And So this is where that inner man always battles. But I think ultimately, the way I look at it, kind of going back to what I was saying on the the posing side of things, is the story trumps everything. The story is Mm -hmm. the most critical part. When I tell the story, what can I do to tell that story in the most flattering, impressive, uh, unique way without any compromises and without any excuses? This is and and I can tell you right now, I've never hit a home run on that. I mean, (laughs) there's always something I would love to fix, but I don't allow the story to go. I don't allow the emotion to go. Because ultimately that is the purpose of what we do, especially with a relationship portrait, you know, the color study, yes. you'll see a lot more posing because I tell people that's a glimpse in the mirror. You know, our color work is more about you looking like you're going out on the town, looking mm-hmm. your best. So, you know, you get all dressed up. You don't get dressed up so you can chill out, you know, with Ivan on the couch and have right. some popcorn watch a movie. you get all decked out. Because you want to look your best. You're going out for a special evening. Well, that type of portrait may translate the story differently than a relationship does. So knowing who you are is important. And then knowing who the people are you're photographing changes your convictions. And then you begin to execute your art. And you're always trying to balance the technical excellence, but never at the expense of the purpose.
0: I love that. And, you know, it made me just think when you're talking about the posing, uh, you'd said before that like photographic technique, if it's done right, then you don't see it. Right. And I think that's the same with posing, right? When yes, did you say? Absolutely. If, if posing is yes, yes. done right, you don't see it. Right. And if makeup is done and right or hair, you don't right. see it. Everything is just and really consultation and all of this other stuff done right, you don't see it because it allows the client to be the star, the story to rise to the surface. And that's really, and that's the, it's all nuance and little tiny things, but that's the genius because then that makes them not about us, all about them. And we're telling their story in a way that helps them. I, I read a book where it said, you know, the best brands, it, you know, it's not about what we think our brand is. It's how our clients right. feel about themselves in the presence of our brand. And yes. that's it. Like, how that's, do they feel yes. about themselves?
2: Yes, that's excellent.
0: In the presence of yeah. our brand.
2: Yeah. And you know, the thing on, on yeah, absolutely, I think great brands have texture, you know, and texture are those little things that aren't just so calculated. They're authentic, they're organic, they're real, mm-hmm. they're personal, they celebrate people. But I was going to make a comment about the, you know, the posing too. Is, is that one of the problems with posing is we learn it and then we go try to do it. But posing is very personal to the person. Mm -hmm. And that's why it doesn't, it shouldn't be so evident. It's like, if you're taught turn three quarter body, shift the weight to this foot, cross their arms, you know, uh, tip their head this way. And then somebody looks like a mannequin. When you do that, you got to have the savvy to say, okay, that doesn't work for them. And posing, it should be looked at as templates. I mean, that's why I've always taught posing is like as a template, it's just something you can use as a jumping off point, but you've got to be able to look at somebody and say, and I've done this, I say, Oh, that looks awful. Let me change that. You know, because the reality of it is that when you try to pose people, it becomes very unauthentic. So you use posing as a tool, like you're pulling it out of a, a case to fix something, but that very much ties into that person and it looks natural. Cause I've had one person do one thing and it looked great. The next person I ask him to do, it, it looks horrible. Absolutely yeah. horrible. And you don't say, well, I know it works because I did it with that other person. So you need to do it. Well, that's not very smart. I mean, right. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah, that's not the way you do things. So we have to put things in perspective. Everything's about the story. Everything's about the art. Everything's about the people and the, all the other things become tools to help us tell those stories better. When that tool becomes a hindrance, we get rid of the tool.
0: I love that. Well, you're the master at all of these things and I so appreciate your sage wisdom and advice. And we're gonna dream up some more things because we have to do this again. So fun.
2: Uh, I love it. I always love chatting with you. It's a joy.
0: I appreciate you so much, Tim. Thank you.
1: Thank you.